ACC championship game, Big Ten championship game, Florida State versus Louisville, Michigan versus Iowa. What prospects do you need to tap into and be on the lookout for? We'll tell you next on Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, the daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every dayers, guys. Listen, I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. Guys, I got to kick this this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU 2019 uh, national champion with them LSU Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, man. The other parts of this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft podcast man where we talk everything college football we talk everything nfl football and like we always like to say on the locked on nfl draft podcast it all starts with the nfl draft man so i want to see shout out to our everydayers thank you for tapping in man like we've been saying the past two shows this is a champ talk this is championship level content we're talking championship games man these college football games coming up this weekend that are going to dictate a lot of things when we talk about the college football player but we're going to give you the prospects to watch because we know that what that elite level talent usually wins these games, man. These highly tested, um, closely contested matchups. But DP, we're gonna start this thing off with the Florida State versus Louisville. We're gonna do the Michigan versus Iowa matchup, and then we're gonna give our game predictions. But before we get into that, DP, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Keith, the offensive side of the ball for Louisville, right? And, and there's a receiver that they have, Jamari Thrash. I believe he's going to the senior bowls. A guy I got eyes on, and I'm pretty sure I think you did this week as well. I oh. liked what I saw from him, Keith. Quickness, route running, uh, you know, especially like his game against uh, like Notre Dame. He went against Benjamin Morrison, who's like their top man-to-man cover cover corner for Notre Dame. And he he had some moments where he was out there cooking, man. And it just the ability to be quick, efficient, decisive movements. His footwork is clean. Uh, he's competitive. He battles at the catch point. I think this young man has a chance to elevate his draft stock with a big game against uh, a good Florida State Seminoles defense. No, I, I agree 100% with that. And the thing is with Jamari Thrash, he's also versatile, right? This is a versatile alignment guy. He's a Georgia State transfer. So I believe this is his first year at Louisville. He, you see how he just kind of elevated right and he quickly became a go-to guy for this louisville offense so what that tells me is that he's a high iq player and i think that the quarterback from louisville getting him the football this this is going to have to be the connection that kind of keeps this thing going right and i think his ability to play the slot and what we've seen is those slot wide receivers how they're kind of um you know they're blankets for the quarterback they're easy throws for the quarterback so i, I expect jamari thrash for louisville to definitely be a key component for this Louisville offense as, you know, as, as they try to beat Florida State, right? And, and Florida State doesn't have their quarterback, their starting quarterback. So the question is going to be, okay, how many points do they have to score, right? But the West of this wide receiver court, because we know that Louisville consistently has, they put out players, right? They, they're usually fast guys, speed guys, 
and they have a, a pretty solid wide receiver core. And I just want to highlight Jimmy Callaway, Kevin Coleman, Chris Bell, right? Jaden Thompson, all guys um, that could potentially shift the paradigm, right? Like they, they can make some plays against this Florida State offense and then force this Florida State offense to have to play. But I spoke about Florida State offense, DP. Florida well, State real quick, either, I, you, you yeah, mentioned something about the, the quarterback, right? Yep. And you said that they don't have their starting quarterback. Well, yep. that could be a problem. And who's going to need to make sure it's not a problem is Eric Miller, Keith, their left tackle, six foot seven, over 300 pounds. He's going to be the guy tasked just trying to stop Jared Verse. Jared Verse is already going to have the leverage battle one because he's a shorter guy. He can get into his pads and kind of control movement and base. Eric Miller is going to have to play the best game of his career, the best game of his life this weekend, man. Because if he does not, and Jared Verse, I mean, if you want, you know, we watched the tape and we saw the play from this previous weekend against Florida. That that bull that speed the power bull rush where he took that left tackle and basically threw him into the, into the, the quarterback. Everybody went flying. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that can wreck a game early on and throw off all momentum. So that and then of course their running back. You know I gotta go show my running back some love. Jahar uh, uh, Jahar Jordan, the running back for Louisville, really good player, tough runner. Um, got some speed in open field. He could do a lot of different things for this offense if they can't run the ball to then play action, get the ball to Jamari Thrash, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Let's talk about this Florida State offense who loaded Kevin – I mean, I about to say Kevin Coleman, Keon Coleman, uh, Jaheim Bell, Trey Benson, uh, Lawrence Sofili, the running back. Like, this this offense is loaded. So, I'm going to ask you who you're looking for. I'm going I'm to say my guy first, and I think this is a Jaheim Bell type of football game. Obviously, they don't have their quarterback, so they're going to find ways – to get the ball into Jaheim Bell's hand because he's a he's a good run after the catch player and then also like we talked about the middle of the field right he's an easy throw like an easy reception guy um so I expect Jaheim Bell to be a key factor um for this Florida State offense I do too Keith because it's gonna be tight easy end, completion Bell, everybody know yeah tight, tight end he's gonna be it's gonna be easy completion he's a move tight end so you think about that from an NFL term he's a move tight end he's not a traditional inline big body tight end he's a guy that. 12 personnel, I always I always kind of compare them to Aaron Hernandez in terms of his skill set. Guy that can line up in the backfield, take uh, dives and inside runs and handle the run game. He can line up at H-back, line up in the slot. He can move all over the field because he did that at South Carolina. He's a good athlete in open field. He's a tough physical dude that can catch the football. You, you said that you think it's going to be a Jaheim Bell game. I think it's going to be a Trey Benson game, right? Because how do you settle down a young quarterback? You run the ball, and I think they're going to be able to get the ball. He's coming off of he's coming off of a two three touchdown game, and he like he he was their workhorse against Florida. No, hundred percent. I think, and then he's been remember for you know early the season it was like where is he right before we did the where you at segment he was one of the prospects we were like where you at you know uh, Trey Benson and it just was you know with with him and Tuafile they were splitting carries and we weren't expecting that I think now. It's going to be a, a game. He's ever since then. He's been on a nice little tear down the back stretch this season, having a strong run. And I think it continues in the ACC championship game because yes, you have like Jaheim Bell. I think him and Jaheim Bell both will be integral parts of this this game plan. And we know about Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, right? Like we know about those guys. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get the ball to them consistently with the quarterback. This is a game where you feel like, man, if we can get the lead, we can win this game. You know what I mean? We could just beat them, pound them, like pound this, 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 pound the rock, right? And then suffocate them in time to just take the, the air out of the, uh, the stadium, take, run the clock down, stuff like that to where 
we won't have to worry about trying to throw the ball as much until the college football playoffs, which is a key point, Keith. They rank these boys. They rank Florida State fourth. So for everybody, you know, you think about the, the chaos you talked about in the last episode. He's like, you want chaos? He, hopefully, Florida State handles business. They already have four. It's going to look wild to take the team that you put at four a week before, you know, a couple of days before the, the AC championship game and then to take them out of the spot. So, but Keith, defensively, you know more about Florida State's defense than I do. Talk, talk to me about uh, Braden Fisk. Yeah, hey, DP, this defense is loaded. I'm not going to talk to you about Braden Fist, right? I'm going to talk about Braden Fist. I'm going to talk about r- r- sophomore Patrick Payton, right? I'm going to talk about linebacker Kellen Deloach. I'm going to talk about safety Akeem Dennett, then cornerback Renardo Green. Like, that, that they have dudes. And then I forgot about Jerry and Jones at their nickel position. So this team is loaded. But Braden Fist, real quick, man, he's a transfer um, he, he transferred in right from a smaller school. I think he was playing in a Mac. This is a guy that he, he, he's big in stature, right? 6'4", 6'5", 300 pounds, um, explosive hands, high motor, physical temperament, um, one of those rugged lunch pail type of guys. Expect him to be disruptive if Louisville tries to run the football. We talked about Jerry Burst already. I want to talk about second-level player, Kalen Deloach, DP. I know you're doing a Locked On Clemson podcast, right? Who was the guy that made that play for, for Florida State? Kalen Deloach, man. This guy is 6'4", 215. I, 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 just finished my final report on him, and I like him a lot. I like him as far as just a football player, man. And listen, he plays linebacker at 215, so obviously the draft stock is going to vary and finding out where you're going to put him. But this guy makes plays for Florida State. He's all over the field. He plays that nickel overhang position. He will play inside linebacker. He runs with the running backs out of the backfield, covers slot wide receivers. He's their kind of like flex, do-it-all type of guy. And if people have been paying attention to kind of – um that the Dallas Cowboys, right? In in Bell, the rookie Bell that came from Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminds me of that to where he's just a downhill thumper, he's extinctual, and he makes plays. But lastly, on the, the very back end, um, I'm gonna be looking at cornerback Ronaldo Green, DP. I, I, I like some things that I see from him time to time, his ability just to you know kind of match up, play man, play zone, do some different things. And then also Azariah Thomas was a guy that flashed during the season for me. Um, he's big, six one, six two, lean, can run things like that. I think he had a really good showing against LSU, I believe. So those are the guys on Florida State's defense that I'm looking for. No, and like you said, this defense, and it's crazy because the defense doesn't get the the just do that the offense receives, right? Like when we talk about prospects, the defense doesn't get all the the the, the media fanfare. But I watched Braden Fisk. You know, I watched him live against Clemson. Then I watched him on tape against Clemson. And that's a strong dude, six five, yeah. three hundred pounds. You talk about, and he's quick footed too, laterally. Yeah, yep. Like you think about zone runs and stuff like that. He's able to cut you off. Know, you know, he, he remind, I, I got the vibe of, and this is not a prospect show, but I'm gonna just go ahead with it. I, I got the vibe of he can offer you everything that Brian Brissy can offer you. A, a, a did off like like Clemson, that. right? And as he he's just not the same name, but he gave me every bit of some of the, the same things. And maybe he was a little bit more violent in his temperament. Oh, yeah, against yeah, the run. So yeah, so this this Florida State defense is definitely loaded DP and on the Louisville side, right? They have the with the cornerback Quincy Riley. Um, they have yes. linebacker TJ Quinn. So that's two of the guys that I'll be looking for. Quincy's got to bounce back. He's coming off two games, his last two games. He's allowed seven off of 12 targets over 126 yards and close to like 18 yards per catch between those two games. He's got to bounce back. And this is, a, I mean, this is a game where you're going to get some really talented receivers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking about talent, DP. Coming up next, man, we about to get into this Michigan versus Iowa match. And we're talking about talent. This is another team, this Michigan team that is loaded full of draft prospects. 
that are going to make plays. So coming up next, man, we're going to get into this Michigan versus Iowa Big Ten championship matchup. Closer we get to December, the weather will get colder. But the NFL offers stays running hot on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Guys, right now, new customers can, can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Let me repeat that. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, first things first, why, you, why are you thinking? Okay, let's stop thinking and let's put some action to it and let's go do it. Secondly, there's no better time or place to get in on the action. Why? Because the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So guys, all you need to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. J.J. McCarthy, got to start there, right? You know, the guy that – this team is so weird. One moment they're, they're letting him throw it. for 350 yards. Next moment they put, they put the training wheels on him, Keith. DP, I was going to say we – who knows if we have to talk about it, right? They may just run the ball 50 times a game and don't even give it to J.J. McCarthy. It's like right when you say, oh, yeah, J.J. McCarthy's a first-round draft pick, right? They come in and say, hold on, we're not going to even let him throw the football. And you just got to sit there and say, what's going on, man? But DP, J.J. McCarthy is who he is, right? And, and we like him as a prospect. We don't know when they're going to take the training wheels off of him. But let's talk about, because I don't think enough is talked about, and Michigan is in your region, Let's talk about these other skill position players on this Michigan team. Well, of course, you know, we all know about the running back, right? Blake Corum, who yep. has 22 touchdowns on the season, less than, you know, less than a thousand yards. He hasn't been as explosive as he was last year prior to the injury. But when you look at the receiving core, Cornelius Johnson, six foot three, six foot four, a guy that coming off of the 2021 season where they fed him the football, he looked like a legit NFL type of receiver. I remember grading him that summer. If you remember, I, I came up to our, our TDN meeting and I said, listen, I'm giving him a second round pick, second round, second to third round grade because this young man had, he has he has good speed for a big body receiver. He st his stem work is good, runs good routes for a big body receiver, the ball skills and everything. You, you know what I mean? You look back to the Ohio State game last year, two of the biggest plays in that game early on was to him. You know what I mean? Deep passes down the field. He knows how to run routes and move guys, move defensive backs off their spot, especially if you get them matched up against off deep coverage. But Roman Wilson is wide receiver one for this team right now, the speedy, smaller receiver that they just use vertical, horizontal, quick passes. They rub routes. They do a lot of different things. He is an electric in terms of straight line speed guy that can get yards after the catch. He's tough. Uh, you know, he's got he's got some dog in him. He made some comments, you know, after the after they beat Ohio State. So he's a tough kid. And I think when you look at it, but the tight end, man, like the tight end situation is where this team, in terms of when they do pass the ball outside of Roman Wilson, do you see it? Right. And it's it's Colston Loveland, right? Oh, Big body tight end, then AJ hey, Barner when they go to their 12 personnel packages. Colston Loveland talking about a guy that, that came on to the scene during this Ohio State game, right? Because he mm -hmm. I thought he was the the initial guy that they made a concerted effort to get open. 
And you know how I felt about Luke Schoonmaker last year, DP. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh-oh, Michigan has another one. Mr. Loveland <laughs> himself, DP. That, that's what I was looking at. I said, okay, this is a high. I think his ceiling game. might be higher than Schoon's. Yeah, it, it potentially, yeah, because I think he's more involved in the run game. He also looks like a bigger body to tackle also, right? Like it was tough for those Six, five, two fifty. Yeah, it was tough for those Ohio State defenders to kind of get him to the ground. So I'm definitely with you on the, the tight end situation. DP, is there – let me just ask you. Is there anybody on this Iowa offense that we need to discuss? And when the reason we say that, I think that the Iowa Hawkeyes have it, – it's some crazy stat how they won X amount of games without scoring like over – 15 points or something like that. So this this is a team that, to be completely honest, they they struggle offensively. I know Kay McNamara is now the starting quarterback who was at Michigan at one point. Now he's at Iowa. He's playing Michigan in the – like, is, is there enough? Is that enough motivation for him to get the job done, DP? Yeah, I mean, oh, he, he absolutely hates Michigan. So, yeah, so he's definitely motivated <laughs> to be he, – he hates Michigan. Like, that is a fact. Uh, but I think offensively, of course, you, it's the trenches, right? Like, Iowa's one of those teams that typically has um, offensive linemen that you want to take. You want to keep, you know, keep your eye on and everything. And, you know, kind of they got some younger guys, like, um, that, that aren't – that probably won't come out this year. But Jennings, Dunker, big body guy at, at one of the tackles position – tackle positions. Um, you know what I mean? Colby, uh, Connor Colby, as well as like, you know, playing the guard spot, six, six, 300 pounds. This is a physical, powerful offensive line and they play power football. And that's when you look at the run game, right? Their best, their best player on offense is LaShawn Williams, 155 rush attempts this year, over 750 yards rushing. Uh, he has, he only has one touchdown. They don't score a lot of touchdowns, right? Like they, they can turn, the, they can turn and burn the ball, but it's like, well, what do you do when you get in the red zone? And we know you're going to, you know, like Eric All is their leading receiver with 299 yards receiving, and he's only played seven games because he got hurt and he's out for the season. So that tells you they can't throw the football. So it's going to be on that offensive line and uh, and Lashawn Williams uh, our, our group to pay attention to and player to play attention. To. Yeah, and I, I had to correct myself with K McNamara. I don't think K is playing either. He was just talking about how he was going to try to, I guess give Iowa all the information that he has he on this Michigan offense, so. <laughs> which we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, right, to see if it results in anything. But if you just listened to us over the last five minutes, we talked about the amount of playmakers that, that Michigan has versus <laughs> what Iowa is doing offensively. But, DP, let's go to our favorite segment, man, to wrap up this show. But we go game picks, right? We're going to talk about what team we think is going to win the game. You're talking about the ACC championship, the Big Ten championship. Obviously, this playoff implications on the line so let's get into that coming up next is the game picks guys you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event but if you wait to the last minute you will worry because you're trying to find the best deals you're competing with other buyers and you're trying to avoid being scammed or dealing with scalpers let me introduce you to game time game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you what else do they offer dp talk to us well let me talk to you then last minute tickets flash deals zone deals their tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area and you will love this is the best part they show the views of all the seats in the venue so before you purchase your ticket you know exactly what vantage point you're going to have for the acc championship game guys it's not sold out yet okay you can go if you're in the charlotte area Bank of America Stadium this Saturday at 8 p.m. You can get tickets for Florida State versus Louisville for as cheap as $51, okay? So, guys, all you need to do is very simple. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Keith, I think 
this might be the easiest game pick that we've had all season. <laughs> and I think we're both going to go Michigan here. Their defense is loaded. We didn't even talk about the defense in the second segment. Their defense is loaded with a lot well, of NFL well, players. Well, get it, we have a couple minutes. Get into the defense real quick. If you like, don't mind. I, I, know I mean, you, you think about – like, yeah, because, I mean, for, for Iowa's offense, this is just a horrible matchup for them, right? Like, you, you look at – what Michigan's going to be able to do defensively, going to work. look at their safety. Rod Moore, a guy that can really make a lot of plays in the back end. He could be a, a plus one in the run game as well. Uh, Mason Graham is a very – he's very – to me, he's kind of similar to what we talked about with Braden Fisk uh, when we talked about, the, you know, the Florida State matchup and everything. Like, he's very similar to him. Keep your eye out on Jos- uh, Josiah Stewart because at the end of the day, Michigan's going to stop this run game. I was going to have to throw at some point in this game. Mm-hmm. Josiah Stewart transferred from Coastal Carolina, short, kind of uh, kind of kind of stout, boxy, a stocky frame, a low center of gravity, quick twitch, explosive off the ball. Although he's going to be able to get out there with Chris Jenkins. One of their best defensive linemen is Chris Jenkins. You know, NFL bloodline, his dad played in the league. This is one powerful man. This is, he plays grown man football on the defensive line when he's – in, in single block situation, he, he could two gap and handle double teams as well. He's just so physical at the point of attack. Of course, you know, Will Johnson, Mike Sinstrell, uh, you know what I'm saying? And Jalen Harrell, Jaylen, to me, Jalen Harrell may be their best true pass rusher. Um, You know what I mean? But it's just like they, they rotate different guys in, break and everything. So they, they got a lot of dudes. Lot yeah, of Junior Colson is another linebacker right at that second level that's rushing the passer, that's blitzing, that's you know stopping the run. I, I don't know it's if he's still that we cor- won't be able to see Iowa star corner Cooper Dijon because that would yeah. this would have been a nice matchup for him. And whenever they threw the ball, we could have got really a really good uh you know look at him against Cornelius and Roman Wilson and everything. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. And so you see how loaded this, this Michigan defense is. And so you talk about Michigan winning games, listen. I don't, I'm not getting into the science stealing stuff, but a part of the reason why Michigan won games is because this is a talented roster on both sides of the football, right? They're one of the, they're, they're one of the most talented rosters, point blank period. That's why they won in a lot of games. Oh, but DP, who's going to win this game, Michigan versus Iowa? Michigan by 20. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking, I, listen, respect to, to Iowa. I don't think Iowa's going to be able to control the ball enough with the run game to shorten this game and make it a quick in and out, right? Like, like, like the like the burger joint in and out. Like, you want this game to be like that? Like, I go in, see the game, I'm out. Like, like two hours. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be a three and a half hour long game, but it could be because I don't think they're gonna be able to drain enough clock. Now, granted, Michigan probably will drain enough clock with, with running Blake Corum forty five times and everything, but yeah, Michigan's gonna win this game. I think by multiple touchdowns. Let me give a public service announcement to the Big Ten right now. I'm, maybe I'm 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 misspeaking also. But can y'all realign the divisions, please? Right, like get take, rid of divisions. Everybody yeah, else is yeah, doing it. Thank you. And I, I know USC and UCLA is coming in next year, so hopefully y'all put them on the side with Iowa, Wisconsin, and Nebraska and Minnesota, right? Or but dude. yeah, just even if y'all would have slid Penn State over to the other side, right? And we could have got a Ohio State, Penn State, a Michigan, Penn State matchup for the Big Ten championship. But y'all literally put everybody on one side. I think including Michigan State, I believe, is on is on Lisa, one side. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's but PSA announcement to the big. Please realign this stuff and get this thing figured out. If you're not have already, because I know you're adding USC and UCLA next year, and, and maybe Oregon is Oregon jumping in next year. Yeah, also. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. So yeah, hopefully they just do that, right? And it's a a, a Pac-12 side and a Big Ten side, and you figure that thing right. after that. But DP, let's go to this Florida State versus Louisville matchup, which I think should 
play out to be a pretty good game, right? This Louisville um, offense has been tried and tested, and it's it's proven at this point, right? They get to this point. Um, who are you picking to win this game, Florida State versus Louisville? I'm picking uh, Florida State. I, I know everybody's worried about Tate, you know, at, at quarterback, and he's not Jordan Travis. I think this is a game where, like you said, we see Jaheim Bell. We see Trey Benson, and we see a lot of those guys. We see Toa Feely as well. I feel like they're going to try to run this ball right into the teeth of that defense for Louisville and just be be bigger, stronger, and better athletes, which they really are when you look at this roster for Florida State. So I'm picking uh, Florida State to, to win and hold on that fourth spot and stay in the playoffs. DP, I think you, you're rooting against chaos. I think that, that's what you're doing. I'm no, no, no. I want chaos. With with the Bama game, I want I want Bama to beat Georgia, okay. create right. that chaos. You know what I'm saying? Washington, yeah, I don't want Oregon to win. I want Washington to win. I pick Washington. So yeah, I'm still rooting for some chaos, but I want, I want my boy. I want to see Florida State in, in the in the playoffs, man. All right, uh, okay, and I, I think that's where we go. I'm I'm a little different. I don't know, and and hopefully take to is it Tate Rodemaker? Tate Rodemaker plays yeah. um really good football in Florida State. I, I hope that it's one of those Ohio State situations back. You know, five years ago when there was the Cardell Jones stepped in and, you know, he was able to just elevate this team because I think this Florida State team is as talented and it would be a disappointment for them to lose an ACC championship due to an injury. I'm going to go Florida State also, DP, but I'm, I'm not confident. I'm not confident because what I've seen from Tate Rodemaker, not even saying it's all his fault, but, man, losing a quarterback like Joe, Jordan Travis at this moment, right as we're, we're preparing to wrap up the season – um, it's, it's tough, man, because he doesn't have five weeks to kind of get this thing together, right? It's like, okay, you play – I would have finished the game against North Alabama. You play Florida, ACC championship game. And it's like, man, that's tough, right? So I'm going to go I'm gonna go Florida State, but if you ask me my confidence meter, my confidence meter is probably on the two. I can see Louisville pulling this thing. I can see this game being 23 or 20 or something like that. Man, not bad. Now, listen, <laughs> you were – you, you hope not. You know what I mean? You hope not. You hope if you Florida State, you got to get some style points with this dub to make the committee feel comfortable. Like, all right, y'all took care of business. You look good. You in the playoffs, man. So, yep. listen, that's our picks. That's our picks, and we're going to see how everything shakes out. I feel pretty good, though. Yeah, let's feel pretty good. Let's feel pretty good, man. That wraps up today's show, man. I, we, we're jumping into championship games this weekend, man. The college football season is almost over with. The regular season is definitely over with. We're on to championship games, man. We wanted to bring y'all some championship-level content. As far as talking about these championship games, these high-level playmakers, these draft prospects that are going to make plays, I promise you the names that we've listed all of these past couple of days, the, these guys will make plays, man. But I am Keith Sanchez, man. You can find me on X at The Talent Code. That is Damian Parson, man, my co-host. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. Like we always like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every dayers. Guys, listen, happy Friday. Have a great weekend of, of uh, just football. Football tonight, football, you know, Saturday, everything, man. Just you know, just really uh, tap in and, and, and enjoy the weekend, all right? And then we'll be back on Monday to break down everything, whose stock is up. So we're going to react to whenever the playoff committee drops their top four, we will talk about how we feel about it, right? What prospects we're excited to see in the college football playoffs when that is set. But as always, guys, Talk to us as we talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.